Welcome to Ryan Rants and Raves, a podcast series by the Quebec government office in New York. Bienvenue à Ryan Rants and Raves, une série de podcasts par le gouvernement du Québec à New York. My name is Ryan McInturf, attaché for the Quebec government office in New York, and I'm pleased to be today with Eric Jennings, VP and Creative Director of, of Peerless. Eric, thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. It's a pleasure. Hi, Ryan. It's good to be here with you. Happy St. John Baptiste Day. I'm happy you remembered that was Quebec's national holiday. Yes. So it's perfect time for us to speak. Is that um, what you call it, St. John Baptiste Day, or do you call it the national holiday? So you could call it La Fête Nationale, which means the national holiday, or St. Okay. John Baptiste, depending on, you know, what you would like to celebrate. But at okay. the end of the day, both are synonymous, and it celebrates, you know, Quebec's day. And everyone has off today in Quebec, so that's, that's great. But um, no parades, probably. Yep, no parades. Um, Not this year. Hopefully, hopefully next year. And as you know, Montreal is known for a city of outdoor activities. Yes, it so is. if next year, if, if we have a COVID vaccine or a measure to protect us against COVID, um, we will be able to celebrate fully next year in Montreal. I hope so. Before we actually get started, though, I would love to hear just a background about Peerless, because I believe um, Peerless is it's a very large company, but there's not that many people who know of Peerless, but they probably will be like, oh, that is Peerless. That's there. Yeah, Peerless Clothing International, uh, we produce tailored clothing and we supply major department and specialty stores with like about well over 25 very own brands like Ralph Lauren, Calvin Klein, Tommy Hilfiger, Michael Kors, DKNY, uh, big brands like that. And Peerless was founded in 1919. And so we're just over 100 year old. And we are the largest, largest privately owned producer of men's and boys tailored clothing in North America. There's one line of um, Peerless that I like a lot called Talia. Uh, so of, of, the, of the 25 brands, two, around 25 brands, but two of them are proprietary. One is called Talia, and that is uh, a young, contemporary, more of a like clothing, what we call a cult clothing with a bold attitude. So it has color, has interesting textures. It's really for a kind of wearing on a night out, out, out on the town. And I, I think what's great, like you say, it's, it's wearing on a night out of town. And I think when we emerge from COVID, it is something that would bring joy to those because with the color, you know, we've been living through such dark times. I think color, you know, what we can wear can be expression to find some happiness. And that's what I like about Tally because it's, it's in that ethos to pop. Yes. yes. We, we do. We get a lot of stylists out in Hollywood pulling for awards shows and big events. Um, even out here on Broadway, we have a lot of the Broadway stylists went for the, for the opening of shows that will pull Talia for kind of red carpet looks. The ethos of my podcast is to really you know, engage about what excites us and what frustrates us during this time. Is there anything that excites you at this moment? Well, I guess it's a little weird, but honestly, I think face, face masks as a fashion statement and a colorful accessory, it's like a whole new category of business. And I think for a lot of us, especially in North America, you know, we would see Uh, people from Asia wearing masks and you would kind of give them side eye and like what's wrong <laughs> with you. And now, I, especially in New York City, I know this is not the case around the country, but particularly in New York City, even now going into phase two, there is not a soul out on the street without a face mask. 
And I think as we all start coming back to work, what does that look like if you're wearing a suit or a sport coat or a dress, you know, and, yeah. and heels? What is that new fashion accessory going to be? So I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird, but I like it. We actually were working on some face masks that we're going to be coming out with that also double as a pocket square. So, Great. You, so when you're obviously as a tailored clothing producer, we're interested in, 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 um, in suits and sport coats. And so the ones that we have made fit perfectly into your breast pocket of your jacket so that you can take it out when you're going on a subway or going someplace where you can't keep six feet apart and then put it back into your pocket. And it looks like a, um, a pocket square. And it's dual, it's duly functioning. Multifunctional. Yes. <laughs> and I imagine it'll be comfortable just because the material of a pocket square is usually comfortable to touch and mm-hmm. most masks that I have now, I can't say that I am, you know, full of joy to wear it just because I find it always falls down my nose and it itches my nose and it's not very comfortable. Yeah. It's so not, I'm a, and then there's a whole, like, I've been finding myself breaking out where, where my mask, on my mask line. So yeah, it's not, it's not great, but, but if it keeps us safe, then, um, yes, then absolutely. It, it's, it's a good thing. And I could see why you're excited because then now we'll see other options for masks, you know, masks that are more comfortable masks that like the ones that peerless is creating that, you know, can duel as a pocket square, but also be fashionable. Mm-hmm. Um, so it will be interesting to see as things unfold for that. Yes, indeed. Indeed. On the other side of the spectrum, is there anything that frustrates you at the moment? Oh my gosh. There's so much that frustrates me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Honestly, what, what frustrates me, I think just there's a lot of fear out there. There's fear of change, fear of doing things differently, fear of doing things more efficiently, fear of science. I, I don't know. There's just so much going on in the news right now that I find incredibly frustrating. But on the flip side, I've found that I've had to go deep within myself to try to understand my frustrations and try to keep myself level-headed and keep my thoughts calm, you know? And so I've really developed a, a whole morning practice or a morning ritual, which involves some, some meditation and breath work and, and sometimes yoga. But it's, it's a whole interesting way for me to start out my day that I've really never done before because, again, there are so many things that are frustrating right now at this period of time um, with, with the economy, with the politics, with, yeah. you know, with the pandemic. So in a weird sense, it's brought about some good changes for me personally. And I think for many others, it has as well, because, you know, they can reevaluate and have the time to refocus on what's important and how to take care, take better care of themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I personally have been running every day. I used to love to run every day before, but not to the amplitude that I used to run. Now I run you know, 10 miles a day. And before I was running three to four, but running 10 miles is my own way of meditation and to clear my head. And that's where thoughts come and creativity is, bro- is born. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Actually, one of the other things that I'm doing, I, I like to run too, but doing some journaling. So taking, taking uh, a little journal out and writing down three things that I'm grateful for before, you know, in the morning as part of this new morning pack practice. Um, and again, it's just kind of mentally, it puts me in the right state of mind. And um, so, yeah, there's some good things coming out of this frustration. And, you know, to write down what you're grateful for, that starts the day on the high note. 
It does. It does. That's, that's the goal. Fearless is very tied to, to tailored clothing. What do you see the future of suiting? Mm, looking into my crystal ball. Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, I've, I've, I've worked in, in clothing my entire career and, and specifically in, in tailored clothing a lot of that time. And of course, now working for the largest producer of tailored clothing, it's very much on my mind. And so I'm excited about two, two very divergent directions that, are, that I see happening in tailored clothing. One direction is moving towards this ultra soft, very casual and functional tailored clothing. Something that I would wear like today when I hopped on a city bike and, and jumped on the bike and ra- rode three miles to work. You know, something that's comfortable and functional, but put together and a little more on the casual side. And then the, very, the other direction that I see happening in tailored clothes, clothing, if you follow like runway trends, is this dramatic shift towards ultra sartorial tailored clothing. So it's moving back to, you know, heavy shoulder pads and wide lapels and strong um, double breasted and pinstripes and pleated trousers. It's almost going back to that Wall Street 1980s vibe. And so it's, 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 you know, I always say for every trend, the opposite trend is happening. And I see these two very divergent paths happening with tailored clothing in the coming seasons, which I think depending on, you know, if you're a young fashion obsessed kind of a kid or young, young person, there's, there's a way to wear tailored clothing, which is new and fresh. And if you are um, looking for something that's very soft and comfortable and functional and more casual, then there's this other type of tailored clothing that you're going to be able to choose um, to wear. I think that's important to know because many feel that you can't wear tailored clothing if you want to be comfortable, but those options do exist and you can still look great in it. We're looking at fabrics that are breathable, that are sustainable. We're looking at fabrics that uh, are antimicrobial, that are wicking. There's fabrics coming out that are, that they're developing overseas, which are anti, not bacterial, oh, actually antiviral. So there's all oh, wow. things going on out there where your clothing will actually protect you, cloths that will actually protect you. So yeah, all sorts of innovation going on with fabrications that we are able to incorporate into tailored clothing. And that's, that's super exciting. That's very exciting, especially, I mean, the antibacterial mm-hmm. um, to protect you with the, the virus. The antiviral one is the one that's very interesting. I think they're infusing it with copper elements of copper, copper. Yeah, I believe that's what it is. So yeah, there's lots of innovation going on out there right now. Um, and I, I do want to talk about, you know, just because what's going on um, in today's society, but I saw that Peerless donate a good amount of clothing, I believe to some community colleges um, in the Bronx. If I'm mistaken, please correct me, Eric. Okay. But can you elaborate further on that? I believe it's a great gesture of Peerless and it's showing how a company can really respond and you know, be socially aware. So actually it's this week we are donating $1 million worth of new tailored clothing to help men prepare to get back to work. So really um, now, now is the time there are, you know, tens of millions of people unemployed due to the coronavirus. Guys are looking for ways to stand out as they're looking to reenter the workforce. And obviously, you know, as a, clothing producer, we believe wearing tailored clothing will help guys look and feel their best at this super critical time. So we're uh, partnering with two nonprofits, 
One is career gear, and the second is delivering good. And they will actually get it to the people who, uh, men and youth who are in need. So career gear, they serve about 2,000 men here in the New York area. And so we'll initially focus on um, Bronx Community College, which is part of the City University of New York system. And again, this, they go through this kind of workforce training program and they're the last kind of like the, the, the cherry on the top of the, of the ice of the Sunday is the clothing. So after they've gone through this workforce training program to make sure that their resumes and their interview skills and are, are all set, then they're able to get the perfect outfit to get to re-enter the workforce. So super excited about that partnership. And then the other company is called Delivering Good. And this is a much larger inter, um, national organization, actually international organization. And they're really focusing on people that are facing the economic fallout from COVID-19. So there's four different charities in New York and New Jersey that, we, that they will um, deliver the new tailored clothing to. So it really ranges from students and teachers um, in nine Western New York counties that will provide high school juniors and seniors as they prepare for interviews and college recruitment, all the way up to seniors that are looking to get back into the workforce. So it's a broad range of, of people that we're going to be servicing with, um, with this donation. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. What's amazing about it is, you know, it teaches them skills and they'll feel like an all-star. Yes. It's about confidence. You know, I think Anything that will give you that edge, that will give you that confidence, knowing that you're not wearing a hand-me-down suit, you're not wearing a suit that you that you scrounged from you know someplace. It's it's a new f- suit that fits you perfectly. And I know from my own experience working in this business that there is nothing like the confidence you feel when you're wearing a new, perfectly fitted suit or sport coat. I mean, you really do. You walk down the street with your head held high present yourself in a much more confident manner when you're, when, when you're dressed that way. Agreed. And it carries over in your voice. And the first impression is everything when you step into an interview. Yes. With that, how, how would you describe your own style? My own style, I, I would say something like modern meets classic. I've always looked for clothing and to, to dress myself in a way that I wouldn't be embarrassed of in 10 years <laughs> or five <laughs> years. So I wanted to, you know, withstand the test of time. I wanted to look classic, but I don't want it to look old fashioned. You know, I want it to look modern and relevant for, for the, you know, the current times, but I definitely skew on, on the classic side. I would say, you know, when I say you're all, it's always sophisticated and well put together. Thank you. Thank you. And I would like to touch about COVID, and I know we've been chatting about it briefly, but has your role changed at all due to COVID? Uh, has it adapted? Yeah. Yes. I mean, obviously, there's lots of um, people that are on, on furlough right now. Yep. We're working on a very lean, you know, a leaner staff. You know, factories are closed. Distribution centers are closed. A lot of our marketing initiatives were postponed so right now i'm a one-man show in my department so uh, one-man creative director marketing head pr person um but i'm also working on a lot of special projects like this charity project like the space mass project Uh, we're also working on a project to develop a new smart casual collection which is 
has an element of tailored clothing, but it's much softer and kind of like that, that we were talking about earlier for, yep. for, for the guy who's going to, you know, jump on a bike and, and, and ride a bike to the office, but still wants to look put together a little more casual, but polished and professional. So those are the type of things that I'm doing. I'm also meeting with um, several new technology companies that can help our business. I think, you know, don't let a good pandemic go to waste. Like while you have this time to sort of assess your business and your business needs and take a look at technology. Um, I've been meeting with some companies here locally as well as overseas that can help us do things more efficiently, do things more quickly, do things digitally in a way that we've never done before. And I was speaking with Karen Alberg last week and she met, we spoke about how she is the best. Oh, she's amazing. And she spoke about how, you know, crisis creates innovation. And I think that is one of the silver linings of COVID because it allows companies to reevaluate and how can they improve on their own systems and work ahead. Yeah. So we have the time now to invest and do research, do the due diligence and figure out how we can adapt, how we can improve, how we can, again, like I think, selling digitally is going to become a very important aspect because people may not be going to the trade shows. They may not be coming to New York, you know, they may not be traveling as much. So how can we do what we do digitally and create an experience that's like being in a showroom, but not in a showroom. (laughs) And what do you see the future of trade shows upcoming year? You know, Pitsy almost been canceled. Who allowed to, is your team allowed to travel currently or what are your thoughts on this? So, yeah, from what we are hearing from our, from the retailers is that they don't plan to travel, that they are going to be leaning on us to, to sell remotely, to sell digitally, to sell. We may be sending swatches to people. We may be doing zoom appointments. We may put together by, you know, digitally, or we will be doing that. So I don't know. I know this season, there's not going to be a lot of trade shows. If there are, it's going to be very local, you know, localized yeah. local trade shows. Um, so I think it's a good thing. It's the wise thing. It's the prudent thing to do until there's a vaccine. So um, what it looks like coming out of COVID, I don't have the crystal ball for that, but it will be different. I know it has, it will have to be different. Agreed. And to lighten some things up, um, I know you've been to Montreal several times. Um, do you have any favorite elements of the city? Oh, gosh. Well, I guess the old town. I love the old town. I stay at the Hotel Monville. Yes, yes, I know it. Which is super cute. Um, the last time I was there, I went to Essence, the Essence store, yep. which is awesome. Um, nothing is better than Canadian outerwear. And there's a store called You and I. I think it's called You and I on Rue Saint-Paul, West, okay. Old Montreal. And they've got like, one of my favorite um, Canadian coat lines is Canuck. As you know, I'm, I'm obsessed with this Canadian coat brand Canuck. But they have that, a Canada Goose, Moose Knuckles. Um, so I think just for Canadian outerwear, that's a great place. You mentioned Hotel Montville. I really like that hotel. It's very modern. Um, they have, I saw they have this little robot. I didn't try it, but they have this little robot that I guess if you yes. order room service, it comes to your room. their time. So if you think about like... Um, contactless check-in or contactless whatever they have these cute little robots that will show you to your room they will help you check in they will deliver room service but but yeah so they were actually quite ahead of your time so if you're looking for this kind of 
um, intimate but contactless experience, uh, experience at a hotel, they, they have this, these cute little robots. No, I, I, exactly. That's what I saw. I think it's amazing. Um, and finish, um, my last question is, do you have any advice to any other brands or retailers um, who are currently facing the challenges that everyone's facing on a day-to-day basis? To the retailers particularly, you know, stay focused on servicing your community. Stay focused on creating memorable experiences for each customer that walks through your door. And it's going to be different, you know, depending on your location and your region um, post-COVID because there's going to be different protocols in place. But I think if, if everyone, no matter where you are, can just, again, stay focused on servicing your community, providing the best products that are relevant to your community, um, the best service that you can, and really creating these experiences that will stick in people's minds every time they come into your, your store. I think, you know, that would be my recommendation. Good words. And I think one thing that I'll, that I'll end on what you said earlier is, which I think is great advice to everyone, um, is, you know, to stay positive. And I think that will allow us to continue and to continue to change, be innovative and, you know, wake up every morning with uh, a purpose. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, amen. Yes. Amen. Well, thank you again, Eric. Um, I really appreciate your time and we'll chat again soon. All right. Take care, my friend.